0: I made this just for you, and I know you are going to love it. SLPs have been telling me already that it has changed their way for working with their older speech students. So head on over again to SpeechTimeFun.com slash SecondarySecrets, or use the link in the show notes, and I can't wait to hear what you think. Now let's head on to this week's episode of SLP Coffee Talk. I am so excited to have an extra special guest on the show today. With approximately 2 million books in print, Julia Cook is a former school counselor and teacher who never dreamed she could evolve into a national award-winning children's author, parenting expert, and inspirational speaker. She now travels the country and abroad, encouraging others to follow in her footsteps. There are so many ideas out there that need to be shared, says Julia, who takes top research and creatively translates it into kid language that is both entertaining and engaging. Julia has the innate ability to enter the world view of a child through storybooks, giving both children the what to say and the how to say it. Everyone on the planet is either a child or used to be one, so if you can write a really good children's book, it will apply to all who read it. Several years ago, Julia was searching for an effective story to teach children about the differences between tattling and telling. When she couldn't find the right resource, she decided to write her own book, A Bad Case of the Tattletongue. Fast forward nine years, she has published 76 books from the National Center of Youth Issues, Boys Town Press, and the CDC. Cook's ultimate goal, make a positive difference in the lives of people, both young and old, by teaching lifelong problems-solving skills, this modern-day Dr. Seuss, which is in actual comparisons, has been endorsed by the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children, Safe and Sound, a Sandy Hook Initiative, Childhood Watch of North America, the Center of Disease Control, Childhood Help, Darkness to Light, USA Volleyball, the Alaska Department of Education, and the list goes on. Cook's research-based books have been referenced in such publications as Parents Magazine, The New Yorker, The Chicago Tribune, Care.com, Military Spouse, Yahoo.com, DrLaura.com, and BabyZone.com. She has also been featured on CNN's HLN News, Hallmark's Home and Family Show, and numerous metropolitan networks, including Atlanta and Chicago. She is the recipient of many book awards, including the 2019 Teacher's Choice Award, the Association of Educational Publishers Distinguished Achievement Award, the National Parenting Seal of Approval, and the Moms Choice Award. Julia frequently delivers entertaining and engaging keynote addresses at national and international education, counseling, business enhancement, and character conferences. She has presented in over a thousand schools nationwide and has been featured in major markets such as Chicago, Orlando, St. Louis, and Atlanta. Julia now speaks at conferences with authors like Mem Fox and Eric Carl. This former teacher and school counselor chose to think outside the box and has now become a rising literacy star, teaching thousands of people and helping them learn effective problem-solving skills that will last a lifetime. You guys might have heard some of her books, such as Wilma Jean, The Worry Machine, What's In It For Me… The worst day of my life ever. Oh my God, the list really, the flicker of hope, bully beans, any concept that you want to teach your students social skills, social emotional skills. Julia Cook has a book on this topic. And I'm so excited to have her on the show today to talk about the power of using books with children in the classroom. You are listening to SLP Coffee Talk. I am your host, Hallie Sherman, and I am a licensed speech-language pathologist who is in the trenches working full-time in a public school in New York. I am the author of the blog and teachers-to-teachers store, Speech Time Fun, where I love helping other SLPs conquer the overwhelm and get back hours spent on prepping activities. I am here to help you be the best SLP you can be and have fun while doing it. Just like your morning cup of coffee, this podcast is just what you need to start the day or week. Let's jump into today's Coffee Talk. So welcome to another episode of SLP Coffee Talk, and I'm so excited to have a very special guest here, Julia Cook, the author of so many amazing books that we all love and use in our speech therapy rooms, such as The Worst Day Ever, and I Just Wanted to Do It that, uh, My Way, and all those amazing books that are great for working on social skills and social emotional learning. So welcome, Julia, to the show. Hi, how are you? I am good. I am great. As you know, this show is for speech language pathologists in the school, and we do love utilizing your books. And I want you to tell us a little bit about what made you start writing books like these, what made you realize that this was your calling. Tell us a little bit more about your background.
1: First of all, I'm truly honored that you like them and that they're working for kids. Our kids are really tough these days. And I was in grad school and I remember having a really good instructor who said, if you want to get inside a kid's head, you read them a story. And if the story has tools in it, the tools will spill off into their heads and they'll think about those tools and use them to solve problems from the inside out as opposed to the outside in. So 15 years ago, I was a school counselor in a building trying to do something about the tattling problem. And our kids were having a difficult time recognizing the differences between tattling and reporting. So I looked for a book and couldn't find one and just wrote a simple story about a little kid who tattled too much and started using it and it started working. And this teacher came in my office one day and said, this is working, you should try to publish it. So I grabbed a book off the shelf and turned it to the publishing page, made a phone call and they said, Well, we're always looking, send it in. I said, I'm a school counselor. I wrote a book on tattling. It's working. And they said, send it in. So I overnighted it on a Monday. They called me back on a Wednesday. They said, we want to publish your books. Do you have more? I said, how much do I have to pay you? They said, ma'am, we're going to pay you. And I dropped the phone. (laughs) I picked it back up and I said, "Uh, can you hear me now? And they said, do you have any other books? And I said, well, when I was little, I used to interrupt all the time. Interrupted so much. My babysitter said, Julia, your mouth is a volcano. So I have that one. They said, send that in. So now there are 106 titles in nine languages and about 2 million books out there sold. So this has been nuts. that is amazing. That is
0: amazing. That really is. That's an inspiration that just taking a problem that was out there, (laughs) you needed something to teach your own students. And, and, and that was great. They just took a book off the shelf and that that was the lucky book. It was was meant to be.
1: (laughs) Well, and a lot of the SLPs deal with learning differences and the books were never really designed with that purpose. I think we all learn differently. But they really resonate with kids on the autism spectrum disorder because they're social recipes and they give them what they need to do and what's expected in a story. And they're egocentrically written because they're all first person. So they really resonate with kids, you know, because each child, regardless of where they come from, seems to have what's in it for me tattooed to their forehead. Mm -hmm, (laughs) So if you can entertain them with a story and they say, wow, you wrote this about me, and the child can grab ideas from the book, then they can learn to solve problems. More important is our kids don't come with instructions, and they're all research-based. So if you model your parenting based on the parenting you see in the books or the teaching based on the teaching strategies, according to research, the best techniques are woven into the story as well. So they become recipe books for educators and parents as well.
0: That's amazing. It's it's so true. Like, so many times I'll have a situation where I'm like, how am I going to explain this to the student? How are they going to see it in themselves or see the, a potential that they, you know, where they could become when they reach their goals? And using literacy-based therapy is just eff- – I love it, one, because it really brings it to life. It helps them see themselves in a character, see it in someone else versus us like, just utilizing ourselves and role-playing. It just changes it up. But it also allows us to work on other speech and language goals while utilizing the books as well. Especially, we have so many times students working on multiple different goals and needs. So, it's working on the sequencing, following directions, answering questions, comprehension kind of goals. So, it allows us, makes our job so much easier because we can attack those social-emotional goals as well while working on the language piece. So, We we love using books in this. Favorite tool, and I love that you found the need and realized there was a loophole, something missing out there that many children and educators can benefit from and utilize. And hey, it's changed it's changed our world. So thank you, thank you, thank you.
1: I mean, I wouldn't be able to do any of this if the books didn't help the teachers and the parents and the. You know, my goal is to get them into more parents' hands Mm -hmm. because that's you know that's where the learning starts to begin with and and they've resonated quite well in the schools. But I would hope that we would find a way to get them into more parents' hands because our kids just don't come with instructions. And parenting is definitely the most difficult job on the planet. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and that's definitely the, us the speech language pathologists and you know, school counselors can definitely help with that parent training piece and make people them aware, like being part of the PTA and showing up and providing maybe some resources and, and books for them to get their hands on so they can bring these into their house as well so it's not just only in the school setting yeah no definitely I would love to hear have you heard any like success stories or anything over the years someone you know whether it was a teacher a parent someone you know reach out to you and let you know of a situation that you know just was like
1: a moment I I was there's quite a few I mean one one little kid well he's not he wasn't little he was like 16 and he was working in a big building a district office I think he was maybe he was probably 19, and he walked by the booth and saw the books there, and he said to his friend, hey, that book saved my butt. I looked at him, and I said, what? And He says, that book it saved my butt. He was talking about it's hard to be a verb. I said, it saved your butt. He said, yeah, I was always in trouble, but that book saved my butt, and I said, well, do you want a copy of it? And He goes, well, I don't have money, and I said, no, I'll sign a copy. You wrote the book? (laughs) <laughs> Ma'am, never have saved my butt. And then, you know, that's funny. And then you'll have kids that say, oh my gosh, you wrote this book about me, didn't you? But one of the most powerful stories probably was uh, last couple of years ago, when Flicker of Hope was just coming out. And I read that to a group of fourth and fifth graders. One of the little fourth graders started crying in the middle and I started thinking, oh no, maybe her father committed suicide or something. And the counselor came and grabbed her and took her in her office. And then I got a phone call the next day. And She said, you know, I just need you to know that we got in that office. And the little girl reached in her pocket and had 27 Darva sets and had planned to take her own life that night. And oh had heard God. that book and said, I don't want my light to go out because it might not be able to relight it again. Can you lend me some hope? Can you lend me some of your light? Wow. And she said, I had several kids that were kind of, you know, on the radar for that kind of a thing, but this kid would have just slipped through the cracks. She said, my life is bad. It's not getting any better and I can't change it, but I don't want my light to go out.
0: Wow. Wow. That's, that's an impact right there. That's amazing.
1: I mean, I mean, mean, if if it helps one kid make a better choice, then it's worth a gazillion hours. You know what I mean? It just, that thing, that changed my life forever.
0: mm -hmm. And in this changing world and environment, like I love it that you're still creating books that are needed for these children that are like Mm -hmm. these topics are still coming up but it's not like with over 100 books your your job's still not done.
1: (laughs) But see the topics are ever changing I mean when I started the cell phones weren't a problem now they are Mm -hmm. and social media wasn't such a problem now it is and as our kids change you know we have to change our techniques and our delivery too Because, you know, education is an ever-changing process and we're in the people building business first and the education building business second. And those people skills are just so important and our kids are losing those Mm -hmm. because of technology. You know, machines should never be able to talk for you. You know, you need to be able to talk for Mm -hmm. you. And, you know, it's great that we have technology, but we got to use it to help us, not hurt us. So,
0: so, so true. And our students could totally benefit from all these like themes and concepts, especially even like, especially everyone listening. These are not just for like younger students, even though these are, these are children's books, our older students can benefit from a lot of these topics as well. It's like, they will totally enjoy it. It's cute. It's relevant. They'll still see themselves in these books as well. So it's, it's for children of all ages. <laughs>
1: Well, everybody on the planet either is a kid or they've been one. So if you write a good kid's book, it works, you know, with everyone. It'll resonate. I had a teacher who had a high school kid who had anger issues, you know, really bad. And she said, Hey, I'm working with my nine year old right now, he's really angry and I wanna read him this book, but I wanna test it out on you to see if you think it will work for him. And that was a great way of entering that kid's worldview because Kids will relax when you start reading to them, and they just resonate. And some of them are in metaphors, so they're working for kids in high school and college and even adults, so it's kind of fun.
0: (laughs) So, so true. So, guys, don't be afraid to take out a book, you know, and utilize the themes and concepts to teach to any student. That's so true. So, so true.
1: We have the book Uniquely Wired, which is taken from Stephen Shores, who is a gentleman that I met overseas in Malaysia, he was speaking and he is on the spectrum and yet yeah, he's a PhD. So he talks to people about what it's like to be on the spectrum and how you see the world. And then I took that worldview and put it into a story called Uniquely Wired. And it's more for, you know, peers and siblings and family members to maybe take a look at, oh, that, that's why that child reacts this way. You know, that's, oh, I get it now. It's about, you know, accepting differences and learning differences and celebrating them as opposed to ridiculing them. Mm. That's,
0: such, that's such a powerful message and so needed. Wow. And, yeah, so, so many students of all ages. And This is also great for, yeah, siblings and family members. And even like if, if you're doing whole class lessons and needed to teach the other students in the class to accept students in the classroom, that's a great book to utilize. Thank so, you. yeah, that was totally. Yeah, I have to ask, do you have a favorite?
1: I do. My favorite book forever, I believe, is The Judgmental Flower, because the two things that every human relationship needs is trust and communication. You don't necessarily have to like a person, have a relationship with them or love them, but you need to be able to trust them. They have to trust you. You have to be able to talk to people. They have to be able to talk to you. Mm -hmm. And It basically highlights the fact that there's differences in all of us on the inside and the out, and learning how to be respectful is what the world should be about, because if we really had the messages in those books, a lot of these other things wouldn't even be necessary mm-hmm. because it's all about building relationships. And that's, according to Forrest Magazine, when these little kids go to get a job in the real world, the number one thing they're looking for is the ability to be a team player. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter how much you know if you can't share your knowledge with others to help them grow. And it's so important to have those interpersonal people skills and intrapersonal skills as well but this is so important this day and age is relationships with people.
0: So sure and so many times in the school setting it with all the higher demands academically, like even I have a kindergartner at home, like she barely has any play time anymore. There, it's all learning now. So our students really need that encouragement of these social skills, especially ones that are not picking them up directly. Well, they
1: have to love what they're doing. I mean, when we love what we're doing and we have joy, not happiness, you know, we always strive. Okay, is that going to make me happy? I want to be happy. Get away from happy and try for joy. Joy are those little tiny moments along the way that make us realize, wow, I'm glad I'm here at this point right now. Mm -hmm. You know? And if our kids are not feeling joy, they're not gonna put the effort forward. And you wonder why they like playing video games because they create a lot of joyful feelings inside of them. (laughs) It's true. It's 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 (laughs) safe for them. Right, right. It is. Yeah. So you know it's just really important that actually it talks about differences and and how would a, a middle aged white woman write a book on racism or prejudice or discrimination do it through flowers you know it talks about being appreciative of everybody and their differences and celebrating those differences as opposed to ridiculing them so that's why it's my favorite Wow.
0: That's, that's amazing. And I love that you had that answer ready to go. Uh (laughs) I I didn't know if I was going to stump you on that one. And what advice would you have given yourself back when you were struggling to find books, you know, for your students and things like that? What advice would you have given yourself in that moment other than writing your own book?
1: Well, there's so much. And now there's so many great authors that are doing the same thing. But there's so much out there. I mean, you guys have Pinterest and you have Teachers Pay Teachers. We have, I have a bunch of units on Teachers Pay Teachers now, too. And, you know, that's a great website to get some really great hands-on material that has been used. And I'm sure there's stuff on there that maybe isn't as great. But, you know, you you are not alone in this venture. And someone has walked down the path that you're walking down. And there's a lot of websites that you can get on for SLPs. And I know I'm on one for counselors. And I just kind of read the struggles and things that they're going through. And sometimes it seems so overwhelming and underjoyful. And that's what I'm. I'm really trying to bring out is that the little moments of joy along the way. Your job, you know, you cannot fix what comes to you. You have to give them tools to fix themselves. And right now, I have a brand new book coming out called My Fantabulous Brain, and it's on learning differences. And it's about a little kid going to a brain trainer to learn how to think differently and work his brain out. And so I think it's going to really resonate. And it's actually being printed right now. So shouldn't be too long.
0: Yeah, I will sure. definitely make sure that my information, the ma- information on the book will definitely be in the show notes, and will be updated when it you know goes sure. live. So I will definitely make sure of that, because hey, I'm very excited to see what new and amazing things you are up to. This has been amazing. I mean, I've been like just taking like notes of some just key awesome things that you've been saying. <laughs> you know, if you want to get into a kid's head, give them a story, guys. Okay, don't be afraid to give them a book, show them the love of learning. If you have fun, if you love books, and you of learning your students will too and then also how important you know communication and trust is in the world around us and we can totally instill that in our speech rooms and teach that to our students and also about being a team player and interpersonal skills that we can you you can even indirectly work on these things all the time in our speech room because even our students that might not even have these goals can still benefit from it and we have the power to bring out those moments of joy. So thank you so, so much, Julia, for coming on my, my podcast, SLP Coffee Talk, to give us some inspiration and motivation on a Monday morning. Can you let everyone know where they can learn more about you? Inside? I
1: would love to come back anytime. <laughs> it would be so much fun.
0: Thank I, you. All your books are on Amazon. You're on, I, I know you're on Facebook and on Instagram, and I'll put all if links, you, all right. social media want- links on uh, my, my show notes, and you also have a teacher's page teacher store as well
1: right and if you want autograph books get them directly from me on my website at juliacookonline.com thank
0: you thank you so so much and i end every week uh, my episodes with a joke because it's a joke of the week because we're all about fun and inspiration around here so this week's joke of the week is what did the mama tomato say to the baby tomato i don't know catch up (laughs) That's cute. I like that. Why not, right? Let's, you know, want someone talking to someone else. So a little humor to get the week going, everyone. And I I will see everyone next week. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. Stay out of trouble. Are you looking for quick therapy ideas that will help your students and keep them motivated and engaged? Don't forget to check out my Teachers Pay Teachers store at shopspeechtimefun.com. Com. I have everything you need for older speech students, mixed groups, and more. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. You can find all of the links and information mentioned in this episode at www.speechtimefun.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. While you are there, it would mean the world to me if you would take a few seconds and leave me an honest review. See you next week with another episode full of fun and inspiration from one SLP to another. Have fun, guys.